Hello and welcome to episode 60 of the Corinne Ninja podcast. I'm your host, Corinne Ninja, <laughs> and in this podcast, I share people's incredible stories of recovery after adopting a low-fat, whole-food, plant-based diet, and this week is no exception. <laughs> I am so excited to have Gabrielle Miller on the show today. And his story is another incredible story. It actually has so many different stories in it. And I uh, found Gabrielle's story on the Forks Over Knives Success Stories webpage. And it really moved me because it has so many facets to it as far as, you know, he was an athlete, a football player. He was, you know, studying animal science at university. He His whole life was built around animal-based proteins for fitness, for strength, for, you know, for, for all those, for his career. And hearing his story and his transformation, I think can give lots of people who, every person who's been on this show wasn't born whole food plant, eating whole food plant-based diet. They, their whole lives were centered around the diet that most of the world eats as far as high animal products, high you know, meat, dairy, eggs, um, chicken, fish, and lots of people you know, in rural communities around the world, you know, our livelihoods are built around farming animals to slaughter, f- to perpetuate this, these industries and this, and this diet that we're all so addicted to. And stories like Gabriel's help us or help me as well get, give hope that there are other ways. People, people who are entrenched in and in, in, in their whole, all their ancestors have built their lives around on the backs of of animals and slaughtering animals and on the dairy industry and the egg industry. They can change, and you know, Doctor Campbell shows us that. Doctor Esselstyn shows us that. All of the all. A lot of the plant-based doctors grew up in families that built their lives out of animal agriculture and they man- they managed to change dramatically and pivot dramatically in their diet and in their careers. And if they can, there's hope for all of us. There's hope for everyone listening, you know, there's there's hope for everyone listening with kids and families who think that there's no way because their husband won't go vegan or their kids won't be able to. They can't make the move. It's too difficult. It is difficult for sure, but it's not impossible. And these people on that come on this show who show how drastically they've changed their life show us that it's not impossible and that it's not impossible. If, if it's not impossible for them, it's not impossible for us. And... The results speak for themselves over and over again. Hearing these stories of people going from being sick, well, like the documentary, fat, sick and nearly dead. This is what everyone on this show has has got to the place where they were fat, sick and nearly dead and and had to make a choice and made this choice and they got their they got their they didn't get their life back, like I've said before. They didn't get their life back. They got a much better, much richer, much more vital, vibrant, thriving, incredible life back. So there are so many reasons 
to to make the switch and Gabriel Miller today will share his story of his reasons. Now, before we get into it, I just want to make sure that everyone knows you can follow Gabriel. Do it now before you forget, plantbasedgabriel.com and the Plant Based Gabriel on Facebook, Plant Based Gabriel on Instagram, social media. He has Plant Based Gabriel on YouTube. He makes videos, cooking recipes. His, his story is amazing. He's so enthusiastic and excited about this way of eating and passionate about sharing it with the world. He's great. He's a great guy. He's so generous and genuine. And I know that you'll benefit from following him on social media and you know, hearing his story and going along with his journey because it's just such a great one and he's such a great ambassador for this way of eating. So go to Plant Based Gabriel and check it out. And once you've done that, listen to the rest of the podcast and you can hear his story for yourself because it is just so inspiring. So thank you so much, Gabriel, for coming on the show and I hope you enjoy listening. Well, hello, Gabriel, and welcome to the show. Hey, well, thank you very much for having me. I appreciate you uh, sending the invite. Yeah, I saw you um, on Forks Over Knives, and I loved your story. And then I've seen you, obviously, I followed you immediately on Facebook and social media. Now I see you everywhere I turn, and it's awesome. And I love your videos and the work that you're doing. I think it's so fun. I think it's really, you have a really great energy, and I feel that it's such a great it's lovely when people are super enthusiastic and making this way of eating seem fun and vibrant and energetic and great. And I think that, that that's a massive draw card for anyone who's looking at this, adopting this way of eating to see someone like yourself who's thriving and loving life and doing all the great work. So I was, gl- I was glad to have you on the show and I, lo- I can't wait for you to hear your story. Yes. Well, thank you very, very much for having me on. And uh I am, uh, I try to be as, I, I don't try to be energetic. I just, uh, from eating a standard American diet or maybe a standard Australian diet, depending on where you are, it, uh, you know, it, it used to take a lot to be super energetic where now I, uh, I don't even have to try. It just, uh, nonstop. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. So obviously I've given you a bit of an introduction already, but I'd love for you to just launch into your story and really, you know, go into, where you were at the hardest, most difficult times and explain what it was like being there in that place and what helped you, how you got out of that place. Yeah. So really my journey, you could say with the plant-based diet started in the uh, complete other end of the spectrum. I was, uh, I'll take you back. I was a uh, collegiate student at the University of Nebraska And uh, at the same time, I was also an athlete. I was coming out of high school. I was one of the top-ranked football players in my position in the whole country. I had uh, multiple scholarship offers coming out, and I ended up choosing to play uh, football, American football, for the University of Nebraska. And so, at the uh, you know, I ended up playing. I had a a great time there, a fun career until uh, until it all ended when I suffered a career-ending back injury. Uh, in the off season, where I was uh, unfortunately not only forced to hang up the cleats and unable to play uh, collegiately in uh, the sport anymore, but I was also at a point where I was really almost unable to walk, and I ended up that ended up leading into a six and a half hour surgery that pretty much reconstructed the uh, alignment of my back and. I, you know, after that, I had to pretty much relearn how to walk, but uh, it was uh, a pretty, 
a pretty low point for me. You can imagine being a 20-year-old high-level athlete, one of the top players, not only in your school, in your state, but in your in the country with uh, aspirations of playing professionally. And then uh, the next moment, the next day, it all changes where you're a regular person. And so I really found myself where nobody wants to find themselves, but I found myself instead of being a large, athletic, muscular football player, the very next day I left surgery, I became an obese, unathletic individual who was relearning to walk. And that's a reality that I think a lot of uh, a lot of men have and women have, maybe that they don't uh, have such a severe injury like I do, but they have that abrupt difference in lifestyle. Maybe they played high school athletics or they got to play at university and then they're done. And then they go live a sedentary lifestyle where for me, I was not only, you know, I was not only done playing the sport, but I was also not able to have the option to be sedentary. I was just forced into it. And that's, that's when my, my realization that I was going to have to make some serious dietary changes uh, really came to uh, the forefront. Yeah. Wow. Ah, I feel so sorry for you. I can't imagine because I've never been like a super athlete, but, but I can like get, I think we've had a couple of guests on the show with similar, similar situations and just losing, like, it's like losing your identity. Yep. It was, uh, you know, growing up, it was always, the goal was to play professional football, play collegiate football. And, and, and that was really the, the biggest thing, the number one goal. And, and it was, it was kind of all going to plan, right? You got, you, you knock off playing college and knock off playing high school, you knock off playing college and then it was the next tier but uh, that you know things change and sometimes things change for the worse but in the end they always work out and at the same time you know talking about being in complete end other end of the spectrum when we look at uh, a whole food plant based diet i was actually studying at university livestock production so i grew up in a semi agriculture background and i the the moment when I was in college, as I was when I broke my back, even a little bit while after that, uh, my goal was to actually be a cattle rancher. I planned on owning owning a farm, owning livestock, and you know at that point, and you know Dr. T. Colin Campbell talks about this. Dr. Assistant, you know back back before you we knew better. It was all you know my goal and what I was being taught at university was that. I was going to devote my life to produce higher quality protein because that is what the world needs. And that was, uh, you know, very much at the forefront of what I was what I was believing, what I was being told. Uh, But I realized very shortly after breaking my back, I began taking the advice. Right. I. But when I broke my back before that, when I was an athlete, you know, I would always say, you know, when I'm done playing football, I'm just going to start running. Or I'm going to start exercising more heavily to lose the weight. That was how it was always presented. You know, I always believed that, oh, fat people are fat because they're not exercising. And that's just how I looked at things. I say, oh, they're fat. They just need to exercise more. Well, that may be a small, small part of it. But I soon was very widely awakened to the reality that uh, I was unable to exercise at all, let alone rigorously to lose some sort of body mass. And that is when I had to really turn to uh, the dietary side of things. And at the start, you know, I was, again, I was studying livestock production. I was in an animal, I was studying animal sciences. And so, of course, I went to my professors. I, you know, there are 
the University of Nebraska. Nebraska is, uh, they pride themselves on being the beef capital of the United States. They have more head of cattle than any other state in the country. And they, they pride themselves on that. And it's a very pristine, um, prestigious university when it comes to animal science. And so I went to my professors. I said, hey, you know, you, you know everything about breeding, feeding, fattening, slaughtering, slicing, and serving every animal that there is. So maybe you know a little bit about dieting. You know, you've, you, we know about this high-quality protein that we've been, you know, brainwashed to believe in. And so I, I began following their advice. You know, I went to, you know, they recommended try a low-carbohydrate diet. Try this ketogenic diet. Try intermittent fasting. Try, try the, the, you know, the get skinny and, you know, the slow diet and all these things. And, not to say that you know they didn't cause some immediate weight loss, as in five to eight pounds in the first couple of weeks. Uh, as you know, realization now, as I was depleting my carbohydrate stores, I was losing some water weight and was just losing the weight there. But I found that I would get frustrated. I felt terrible, and I was never able to keep the weight off. They were completely. Um, they made you feel sick. And they just, uh, again, they just didn't work. Most of the time, I would just, I would try it and, and then just not lose any weight. And that's really when I had uh, one of the <laughs> craziest moments of my life, which sounds pretty obvious now, you know, speaking of it, uh, you know, secondhand or looking at it, hindsight's always forty forty. but I was sitting in my senior level animal science class and uh, I was not a senior at the time. It was just a higher level class. And I look over to the girl sitting next to me who was a friend. And, and I said, there's just something so wrong with this picture. I have been asking my nutrition professor for advice about losing weight for a while now, for like months. And as I look at him for the first time, I realized that my nutrition professor was over 300 pounds and was one of, was an obese individual. And at that moment I realized, and I had, I had to make the decision that I was going to have to stop following the advice of my fat animal science professors about losing weight and their dietary choices if I was ever going to make a significant change in weight loss for myself. And so that is really when when I began searching more broadly. You know, I had I had realized somewhat that, you know, when whenever I looked at like the the other the, you know, the animal-based, you know, fad diets, the only, you know, the, the one common denominator was they would recommend you eat some fruits and, you know, some, some leafy vegetables, uh, but they would, you know, either limit carbohydrates, they'd, they'd limit fruits and they'd limit, you know, they'd l- limit, you know, don't eat starches. Goodness great. Don't eat those, those things. And, and so that is when I realized that maybe I should do the opposite. Maybe, maybe if eating all these animal products, these eggs, this beef, this chicken, all these animal products is causing me to gain the weight, not lose any weight and feel terrible. Maybe I need to do something differently. And around that time, you know, I had the, my receptivity to the idea had kind of been at least opened up a little bit. And that is when I began finding the works and, uh, reading books like Dr. McDougall's books and Dr. Esselstyn's books. And, um, I got introduced to Dr. T. Con Campbell and, uh, Dr. Joel Kahn and all these, uh, amazing plant-based doctors. And then, you know, at the same time, I um, got introduced to some of the uh, like the documentaries that came out around that time before the flood came out. That was one of the real big initial things for me was the Leonardo DiCaprio film. 
And the funny thing is it wasn't even really about eating a vegan diet. It was just it just barely brushed on what animal agriculture is doing to our world. Um, but it but it resonated with me. And I know that that's not so much uh, what we're going to get at today. But uh, but really, it kind of hit me. It's very interesting. I, I, I think the view, the listeners might like to hear this, that. You know, when you hear something in like cowspiracy, what the health, um, you know, before the flood, and you hear, you know, them talk about it takes 2,000 gallons of water to produce a quarter pounder of beef, you know, 1,000 gallons of water, you know, plus to produce a gallon of milk. When you hear those things and you talk to an animal scientist like myself who is studying those, that wasn't news to me. You know, I remember sitting down on the couch with my wife and, and watching those and, and she's like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. And I said, no, Erica, that's my, Erica's my wife, uh, Dr. Erica Miller. And uh, I said, Erica, that's not crazy. I, I hear that every day. But when 2,000 gallons for a quarter pound of beef gets presented to me in my classes, it gets presented in the frame of reference and saying, how can we get that cow to drink 2,001 gallons of water to produce a little bit more? Um, and so the, that idea kind of got me asking questions and saying, why are we, why are we trying to get these, these, you know, these sentient beings, these animals to eat and drink more and more and more to produce more and more and more without realizing the consequences that we're, we're, you know, we're putting on our planet. And, uh, and the most important thing for our listeners and for ourselves is what it's doing to us, um, and our health. And that's really, uh, that's, yeah. So that's, that was kind of, that was kind of, uh, you know, how my, very rough time in my life, you know, breaking my back was a very pivotal uh, moment in me finding a whole food plant-based diet. Wow. So what I, I can't because I think everyone listening is wondering, or I'm wondering, so I'm assuming everyone listening is wondering, what happens then? Like what happens when your career is, you know, gone and, and, and you're your backup career, which is cattle ranching, <laughs> that you've been working towards, is suddenly like uh, the emperor with no clothes, where you're just like, oh my gosh, like this thing that I'm building my whole dreams around, you know, a life that we're trying to plan for, and and now the two things that were going to support this life have been taken away. What happened? What did you do from there? You know, that is a that is a really good question that, you know, I tell that story a lot, but nobody's really ever asked that. That was a, that's a very good question because because I I can tell you I didn't I didn't know. I it was a lot of a lot of restless nights thinking about number one that the 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 number one thing that I had planned on doing was being a professional athlete and that was taken from me very quickly and then almost as if by this weird, you know, sick, you know, mind, you know, that I, that I would choose to take away my second, my plan B. Yeah. And, uh, but, but I am a man of, of, of strong convictions and, and, and it's almost once you realize that, that something is wrong, I think it's, uh, I, I think it takes a lot for someone to, uh, to go back to that. And so I decided that I was going to have to I was going to have to make tough tough choices, tough decisions. And at that point when I realized that animal agriculture was not only going to be my lifestyle but that I was um not going to continue in a career and in a profession that promoted it and um was based around it, 
I, I had to make some choices. And, you know, one of those choices was that I was going to stick through with my with my degree um, because I realized at the time, not as much as I do now that I'm in the world of, uh, you know, uh, and I- influencing others. But I realized that it was very important for me to get a very real firsthand experience about what happens in animal agriculture, every facet of it, as well as what the individuals who are going about making a living um, day to day that are in animal agriculture, what their lives are like. And uh, and I pride myself in that. You know, I I I don't. I don't wish anybody to have to go through the classes that I took, the the slaughter classes that I took, the you know the meat science classes that I took. But but I'm able to now. I'm able to be able to sit down at the table with a cattle rancher. I'm able to sit down with the pig farmer, and we're able to have a civil discussion about why this is maybe not the most healthy way uh, for their health, for the planet health, um, for for really their kids, their wife, you know, their spouses, the ones that they care about. Um, where not many people are able to do that. And, no, and, and no I'm, one. I think it's amazing. Yeah. And so I'm I'm lucky where I'm able to, I like to say, bridge the gap between the agriculture world and uh, what would be the plant-based, the vegan world. Um, not that I support it, not that I support it at all, but I also understand that I've that there that there are families there, and we've got to produce ways where they're able to transition and they're able to uh, realize that there is a different way. And so that was one one thing, right? I realized that it was going to be important for me to finish it, and I was also able to at the at a just a very lucky uh, that I was also able to find that one of the professors was studying companion animal nutrition and that became something I became very interested in the uh the feeding and dietary needs of companion animals cats dogs and some of the auxiliary pets and so I was able to you know and and now I'm I'm able to help quite a few people with their with their dogs and and helping them to not become fat because there's only three species of animal on our planet that deal with obesity and that's people and that's dogs and that's cats and unfortunately the only you know they're they're all eating a very similar similar way and so that was another way that I was able to kind of transition but yeah it was uh, it was definitely a trying time but I would uh, I don't you know I I wouldn't change it I would uh, you know I I have I, I was able to get some experiences and and be able to see both ends of the spectrum, which I don't think a lot of people, which it's understandable, right? I I hope we live in a world in in you know in twenty years where nobody has the background and the experience that I have, because that means that we're all eating a plant based diet, we're all living healthy lives, all beings, our planet is is for the better, and uh, but. I think some of us have to kind of go through those those type of experiences for us to get to that point. Yeah, and I think one of the things I've liked about hearing this part of your story is I think that there's a lot of people out there, and there's been people on the show as well, who who whose careers are based on participating and perpetuating the animal industry. And that is terrifying to people, you know. How do you start again, especially if you're you're, you're or if you're, if you're in uni and you can just pivot and you're single and you're or college, and you can just pivot really easily. You know, I pivoted from an arts degree to a social work degree. Simply, it wasn't a big deal. But when you're a, a husband or when you're later down the track and you've got kids or a family of your own and you've been or you've you're in generations of, I think both Dr. Esselstyn and Dr. Dr. Campbell and I think there's others that were generations of cattle ranchers and and farmers and 
Dr. Barnard, his family is all cattle ranchers from the yes. Dakotas in, in the United and so States. You're, yeah. you're going against, you know, your whole, like, your ancestors, your lineage. You're trying to change something yes. that's, yeah. that's your whole identity. And I think that it's, it takes a lot of courage to do that. It takes a lot of strength and conviction. And, and I think that it's, 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 it's really noble, but I think that... I think that hearing more stories like yours helps other people to think, you know, it seems like this big mountain at the start when you think, oh, my gosh, all my life's a lie. <laughs> you know, all my beliefs are a lie. And then that sounds, you know, but I mean, all your beliefs are a lie. All of your eating, what you've been taught to eat has been a fallacy yeah. as well. And then... Obviously, like you say, you do spend all your nights just thinking, oh, my God. There'd be nights and nights and nights where you'd just be thinking, oh, my gosh, you know. And I, I always, I often say on the podcast, you know, my husband brings it up often because it's so much easier to keep eating the way you were eating in society because it's, it's, it's catered mm-hmm. for everywhere you turn. And I often say, you know, it'd be so quick if we could just, if we were just the type of pers- parents that would go home on Friday after school and say, come on, kids, we'll go to the Macca's drive-thru and get some nuggets and then we'll, you know, get go home and have cheeseburgers and chips tonight. But we can't and we don't want to because we think it's disgusting. But parents do and it's mm-hmm. quick. Like it's quick and easy. We have to go home and we have to, you know, cook the brown rice and cook all the veggies and, you know. Yeah. And, and it's, and it seems convenient. It seems, it seems very, very convenient at the time, but I think, yeah, but I think we, once you get in it and you, and you realize that there's, you know, convenience is very subjective because it's, uh, so I will, I, I will, I'll mention this story. I'm sure we were going to get to it, but I'll mention it now because it, it seems timely. Uh, I, after university, after uni, I ended up going to uh, work for one of the largest pet food manufacturers here in the United States. I, you know, I, I had kind of went more so the companion animal nutrition. I had studied it a little bit towards the end. I still got the degree, you know, in livestock production, but I, I was interested in companion animal nutrition. Great job, uh, making a lot more than most of my animal science uh, compadres uh, were making out of college and. Uh, and really, it was you know for a, 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 what would seem a, a, a good steady company, but then I get a call from my from my mom, and this was this past Christmas. It was about thirteen months ago exactly, and I get a call from my mom saying that my dad's knee, who my dad is a former collegiate football player, uh, has never lost his football weight. He's had uh, over four or five knee operations. He has two total new shoulders. Most of that the, from from football, but again from carrying the excess weight. I get a call from her, and and she says your dad is got an infection in his knee, and the doctors are thinking they're going to have to amputate his oh whole leg. Oh my god! And and my dad's sixty sixty three years old, and. And that is that is inconvenient. <laughs> uh, it's it's inconvenient to lose your Absolutely. leg. Absolutely. Uh, but but he did you know so so the so my wife and I we we made the decision we talked about it that uh, my sister was out of the house at the time but that I would that I would leave I would step down from my position at work I would leave my wife who was finishing up her PhD at the time but I would go back and help my help my dad 
fight this infection, see if they could set, keep his leg, help my mom keep things going. And uh, my dad needed pretty much round around round the clock care. He was at the point where we were driving him to the hospital three, four times a week. He had a pick line directly into his heart, sending antibiotics because that was really all they were hoping for. They were trying not only to keep his leg, but they were also at the same time, the doctors were worried that if they fought too long, that it would spread and it would actually uh, end as it would kill him if the infection spread. And so, so you talk about inconvenience. I went through something that a, a lot of people are going to have to go through at a certain point with uh, this, this next generation, maybe not in their 20s, but maybe in their 40s when their adult parents and these adult kids have to take care of their family or make decisions because of what the standard American diet has done. And uh, leading up to that, that seems very doom and gloom. I can understand it because it most certainly was. We were we were fighting a very bad thing. My mother, who was close to 300 pounds, my dad, who was over 300 pounds, uh, had not taken care of themselves. But that is not because they didn't try, right? That's That's because growing up where I grew up, how I grew up, we didn't know. My mom had tried every fad diet out there, right? I was an athlete. I was always bigger. I was, you know, what would be called fat after you're an athlete, but I was athletic. I was a bigger athlete. My dad kept the weight on. My sister grew up obese. We were, but, but, but the thing is, we didn't know it. You grow up obese, but when everybody's around you is obese as well, you know, in middle America, uh, nobody notices, you know, you're just like your neighbors and your neighbors are just like you, sick, fat, can't exercise, you know, overweight. And, uh, and that I decided was going to change. I had been following a whole food plant-based diet, which we might go back. We will, back we will be talking bit, about that. Following. We've, yes, we've we gone on a little journey but, and I'm loving it. I'm happy to go this way. <laughs> we will come back. Yes. Uh, but I had been following a whole food plant-based diet for about a year and a half at that point and had, had lost a significant amount of weight and, totally changed my outlook on life, had been feeling better. And I told my parents, I'm going to come home. We're going to fight this infection. I'm going to give up what seems like everything at the time to do this. Uh, number one, because I love them. And number two, because I thought I could really make a difference. Uh, but I said on one condition, and that's going to, I'm going to cook breakfast, lunch, and dinner every single day that I am home with you. And you are going to eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner with me every single day that I'm with you. And they agreed. My mom, of course, said, oh, you know, my gosh, you're going to cut. Yeah, awesome. Great. Uh, my dad, you know, my dad, you know, had said, okay, that, you know, that's fine. You know, what, what do I got to lose other than my leg? And, and uh, we did. And over the course of five months, my dad lost 75 pounds and he was able to fight the infection. It was a long battle and it was, uh, you know, there were some ups and downs, but he was able to fight the infection. He was able to lose weight. My dad is 64 years old that he, he had not been under 215 pounds since leaving high school 45 years ago. And he got down to 215 pounds, lost 75 pounds. My mom lost over 50 pounds. Um, my sister who's been following uh, a plant-based diet for a while now, she wasn't at home at the time, but she's lost close to 65 pounds now, close to 70 pounds, I would guess now. But, uh, you know, gotten back down to a healthy range. But you know, that was that was really that, you know, I think that 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 should hopefully hit home for some people, because, you know, what might seem convenient at, you know, drive making that drive through visit, just picking up a hamburger might seem convenient until you're 50, 60 
and you're in and out of hospitals, you're on 15 medications, and you are going to be, unfortunately, you're like everybody else right now here in the modern world where we have what seems like convenience, uh, but that convenience in the end is really killing us. And and that is... Uh, you know that that is really what uh, that's kind of what drives me is is knowing not only what a plant based diet can do for me and my sister and my parents, but that what it can do for everyone else and and that simple changes can really make such a huge difference, as big as saving a grown man's leg and keeping him out of the hospital and in a the cycle of being a medical patient and more and more medications and diabetes and you know all of these things that that come up from from choosing you know it all happens from what you choose on your plate three times absolutely. a day absolutely yes that is so true and I think for lots of people we've talked about this show on the show lots of times and like I was saying you know, you wish you could un unknow all of the stuff at the start because you don't want to change your life but once you start changing your life you never want to go back you know your parents never want to go back you don't want to go back to feeling sick constipated you know itchy swollen sore exhausted brain fog you can't being obese and overweight and this isn't to body shame anyone who is obese or overweight because Gabriel and I both were (laughs) you know we both were we just know that it's uncomfortable that it makes summer horrible it makes any movement uncomfortable it makes breathing uncomfortable sleeping uncomfortable having sex uncomfortable all kinds of things it impacts in a way that sucks so and yeah. and then and then the chronic disease that it leads to is even worse. And and that you know it's 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 on many different fronts. Yeah, and and when I say fat, I am I'm speaking to myself, uh, right? I'm I'm not speaking. If you feel that way, then that might be a tr- that might mean something that we need to start changing and get into this whole food plant based diet. But uh, I'm speaking to myself, and I'm speaking to. When I say fat, I don't say it jokingly. I say it in a very, very sad way because my family was fat for a very, very long time and they did not choose to be fat. They did not wake up and say you know, to their parents, hey, can you raise me in an environment and feed me the foods that are going to make me fat, sick, overweight, unhappy for my life? For 40, 50 years? No, they didn't make that choice. That was that was choices that were made around them that unfortunately most people, most kids, most moms, dads, grandmothers, and grandfathers now are dealing with. But the good news is we do have we do have another option. And that's and that is what I was so, so, so lucky to find because first and foremost, I always tell my wife this, right? I my my goal now in life is to help a lot of people it's it's to really help our planet by by the food choices that we make but if if i was unable to help my mom and dad and my sister then forget it it wouldn't matter to me i those are the those are really some of the the three people that i care about more than more than anybody on this planet other than my wife right now and if i was not able to help them then then it it would just it would be off for not i could i could save thousands of people but if it wasn't my mom and dad and my sister and so being able to you know firsthand see them make the changes that they've made has been um i wish everybody could see that um but unfortunately they won't but i think i think if you can make it yourself you'll be able to help those around you and that leads back yes, to where we please, started is, is how, how i got into it and 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 so you can imagine someone who's asking questions 
uh, a new and a, a new uh, whole food plant based convert sitting in animal science classes day after day hearing about the wonders of the high quality amino acid profile of beef, chicken, and pork, and you know, and how we've got to feed these lower quality proteins to this animal to produce higher quality, you know, over and over and over again. Again, by a 300 plus pound professor who, a nutrition professor that, you know, albeit that, uh, you know, is talking about these healthy foods. And, and that pretty much helped me because I could sit down in that class and hear what was being said, what was being believed. And then I could open up a book and I could read from Dr. Campbell, Dr. Esselstyn, Dr. Barnard, and and many others, and Dr. McDougall, and and read and see about what became known as the truth and what nobody else was hearing about. And I was able to watch these documentaries, and then I was able to join some groups on online and see that wow, there's other people that are doing this. They're not number one. They're not protein deficient. You know, they're not you know withering away. These are these are healthy people, and and there are. There are not only a dozen of them or dozens, there are thousands. And and then you hear about the blue zones and, and you go deeper and deeper and you realize, wow, this this way that we're eating is not the way that we should be eating. This, the way that we're eating is why we're all fat, sick, in and out of hospitals and long-term medical patients and or professional medical patients as as some people are unfortunately categorized now. And, and, and the more and more I learned, you know, it was somewhat of a learning curve because I envy some people who, who have someone directly in their life who's eating this way that they can lean to. I can tell you 100% that in my family, my direct family, my wife's family, in my friends, my direct family, there was not one, there was not, there wasn't even a fat junk food vegan. There wasn't even an unhealthy plant that, you know, there was no one. And so I had to make, make those, you know, decisions and realizations, uh, you know, over time it was saying, oh, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to cut out all the dairy. I'm going to cut out all the meat. I'm going to cut out all the eggs. Uh, but what am I going to, what am I going to add in? And, and I think that's a scary moment for a lot of people. And that's why I love doing what I do now with my videos and my recipes is because I'm able to, to, to look back on that beginner mind that I had where I was unable to lean on anybody and, and help people get started because that's the big, you know, once you get started, like you said, once you get started, you don't look back. We've got family friends that we care about deeply, my wife and I. These are these are people that we've we've seen their kids grow. We've we've been there. We've helped raise some of their I mean we've just we we love these guys. And they were eating a standard American diet. They saw how we were eating. They saw the transformation it did for us. And I just saw a post right before we got on that and I and I knew that this was happening, but that they're vocalizing it is so awesome. But that they just finished up week eight of eating a whole food plant based diet and that it was going to be a test at the start. They had no guarantees about it, but this is for life now. They know, they've noticed their kids are healthier. They're not bouncing off the walls or they're not, you know, they're not getting sick. They're not feeling, you know, just down and, you know, they're, they're feeling great. The adults are losing weight. They're feeling great. It's simple. And, and, and that is so awesome to see, and especially those that you love and you really care about. Uh, but, but that's really where, you know, I was, I was at 200, I was about 260 pounds when I got started. And again, people say, you know, they see me now in an athletic build and at a healthy weight and they say, Oh, you just got on the treadmill or you just got back in the gym. And I say, I wish 
I was so limited that at when I first started out, I was only able to walk to the kitchen or the restroom and back. Oh, wow. mm. That's it. Uh, with mm. my back. And I mean, I was relearning to walk when some of this happened. And so I was at the point where it was all dietary. And that's why when, you know, that, that's why I, I, I'm so passionate about some people who have serious medical issues where they're not able to exercise. And those are the people that feel like they are, they are totally down and out. And I say, no, no, you're never going to be able to out exercise your mouth because it all starts here and it's got to end here. Absolutely. And that is that was a realization that a lot of people don't ever actually get to, uh, but that's where I had to start, and and that's where it really took me is I I began eating whole plant foods right, many dinners of rice and beans and and it didn't it wasn't always fancy as some people now and, and I love I love to cook fancy things and you know exotic whole food plant based recipes, um, but really it was myself who was working full time, my wife who was a full time student getting her PhD. And we were, you know, she, she actually did not go whole, you know, when I decided that I was going to go, you know, whole food plant-based, I was going to eat vegan that, you know, when I did that, you've got to understand there was months of me trying all these other fad diets where, you know, she, when I told her I was going to go vegan and I was going to eat plant-based, she said, yeah, right. (laughs) She's like, you were, you just got done eating the diet where all you ate is beef, bacon and sausage and eggs and you're not gonna you know and she was not discouraging but she was like i'm not gonna change my whole life for another fad diet of yours you know my wife who's always been a a trim in in a trim figure uh who who has the ability to not overeat and you know just good genetics i think you could say but her family you know might seem like they have good genetics, but her family has a long line of breast cancer. All most of the women in her family have had breast cancer, and my wife at the time, when you know we were about uh, six months in on eating a whole food plant based diet, my wife, who's extremely supportive uh, throughout the whole process, you know, she agreed. She said, "Hey, we'll eat plant based at home, but when we're out, you know, I'll I'll get a steak or I'll you know get some eggs or whatever." And I said, "You know what? I I love you." And if you're willing to do this at home, that is so awesome. But we got a we got a call about six months into this plant-based eating for myself that her mom came down with breast cancer. And my wife, who like some individuals who were still on the fence about this plant-based way of eating, had had heard what I told her that I was reading from Dr. Campbell and Dr. McDougall and Dr. Esselstyn about dairy and what it does and and she had watched Cowspiracy and Forks Over Knives and she had seen it, but it wasn't really real, right? It wasn't real. She wasn't overweight. She wasn't sick. She wasn't un, un, unhealthy as, as, as I was or most Americans are. Um, but after we got that call from her mom, she said, that's it. She said, I am being irresponsible with my health if I don't make a change now, knowing that my aunts, my mom, my grandmothers – all have breast cancer or have had breast cancer if I don't make the change now. And, and I'm so happy she did. She, she ended up making that change. Um, you know, it was already a really great dynamic at home cooking wise, but going out to eat was great. And, and just, th- you know, once you're really on the same page, it was awesome. Um, but that's not really where that story ends with, with her mom is because her mom ended up going through chemotherapy and going through the standard, you know, practice of, of care here in the States. And, uh, when it comes to breast cancer and it was it was tough it was very hard on her and the doctors pretty much told her that you know you're cancer free but you're going to have to take a chemotherapy pill for the rest of your life 
Now, this is going to have long-term complications. You're not going to, you know, it's going to cause you to not live a normal functioning life because you're, we're worried about the, you know, the implications if it could potentially come back. And uh, around that time, we had, you know, sent her mom some links to some videos, to some talks, you know, Dr. McDougall and some, you know, forks over knives and some books and said, hey, just, you know, look at it. And, uh, you know, it's, it was, it was a little different because, uh, her, Erica, my wife grew up on a pig farm and so they were pig farmers. And so, you know, but it was scary and, and it doesn't matter who, who gets the diagnosis of breast cancer or cancer or, or a serious illness, whatever your profession, uh, you want to do whatever you can do to stop it from coming back and to potentially heal yourself, um, of the already there, um, complications. And uh, over time, they looked into it. And Michelle, my mother-in-law, who had the breast cancer, she had said, hey, I want to give this a try. I see the benefits. I see see what it's going to be. She asked her husband, who again, pig farmer, uh, if he would if he would give it a try. And, and I've got to tell you, it, it, it says a lot about someone who who that's what they do to say, you know what, I'm, I'll, I'll give up eating meat. I'll, I'll give up drinking milk and eggs and, and, and we'll give this a try. And again, it was just a trial. You know, no, I, I, it's some people maybe like myself are, are more whole hog into it. They'll jump right into doing something. But you know, for a lot of folks, it's just to say, Hey, just give it a try. You know, just try the meal, try making it. It's simple food. It's delicious food. Uh, and, and they did. And, and I can tell you over a year, about a year and a half later, that they are no longer pig farmers. They run a vegetable oh, farm, I love and they this. both eat a they both eat a completely plant based yeah. diet. And so, so you never know what you know. You never know what that one choice that you're going to make, right? You never know that who knew that me breaking my back would lead to saving my parents and my sisters, you know, from a life of sickness and disease, and and, and helping my mother in law with breast cancer, and and helping my father in law who. Who again? My wife's family. They grew up. They were they were trim. They they seemed what would be healthy on the outside, but he had you know high cholesterol, blood pressure problems, and and, and those have all been reversed with with a plant based diet, as which is not unexpected. It's not a miracle thing, but it's a miracle for you if you're dealing with that problem, and and your doctors are saying you can do nothing about it. And so we've 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 really seen seen what what a whole food plant based diet can do. You know, for me, I don't know if I you know I have lost a hundred pounds. I've been able to you know that that's really I I, I know it's incredible to lose a hundred pounds. And and I and I understand there's a lot of people out there that want to do that. And, and and I can tell you that 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 for me that changed my life. Right. That I've I've kept myself from becoming a lifelong medical patient. I've kept myself from a, a life of in and out of hospitals, of sickness, of chronic diseases. Um, and losing that 100 pounds, I've given myself a whole new outlook on life. I'm able to move around better. I'm able to exercise. I'm able to do things that I never was able to do or could have done had I kept that weight on. Uh, but but personally, that pales in comparison to seeing the, you know, just the amazing effects that a whole food plant-based diet has done for, for my parents, my sister, my wife's family, my wife, and, and really, those those people that that I that I that I love and that I care about, and that uh, that need it the most. I think we all know people in our lives, us personally, and those around us that could really really benefit 
uh, from this dietary change. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm so happy for you. That's such a wonderful story, especially. How is your mother-in-law now? She is doing awesome. You, you, you know, it's they live out in rural Indiana, which is out in the country, and they you know they they are they are plant based ambassadors my i will have to get you you hooked up with my mother in law she is she she is on the side of right me, my wife and i we love eating rice and beans and we love eating very simple meals i love posting in my recipe videos simple meals that anybody can make very quickly that taste delicious and my my mother in law loves eating those meals as well but she is someone who she loves opening up a Dr. McDougall book, a Forks Over Knives book, and going for the most extreme recipe that has 35 steps. And she just loves it. And, and that is so awesome because because it's it's not a – I look at this diet as – most people look at it as, as restrictive. And it's not even a diet. It's a whole food plant-based lifestyle, a whole food plant-based lifestyle. And most people look at it as restrictive and they say, oh my gosh, you're vegan or you eat a plant. What do you eat? It's like, no, 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 no. I don't eat, you know, I used to eat four things. I used to eat chicken, pork, beef, and eggs. Okay. Those those are four things that I used to eat. And then maybe a little bit of something else. I now eat thousands and thousands of different fruits and vegetables, legumes, beans, starches, you know, all these whole grains. And, and so it's not a restrictive way of eating by any means. It is a, like the exact opposite. It's an abundant way of eating. It's, it's exactly, it's an abundant way of eating. There is so many different options out there. And, and, and I challenge people to, to give many different recipes, many different things to try because before I, you know, a lot of people are, interested to hear this because now I, I'm out there. I, I, I post videos about recipes. I, I seem like I know what I'm doing and, and I've, and I've gotten to the point where I do, but before I went plant-based, I had never cooked one thing in the kitchen. No, not one. I was, nah, I mean, I, it was, that was not a place where I would be found. I would be found at the dining room table eating it. And, uh, and that's one of the awesome things about this plant-based diet and this way of eating is, is how much fun it is to cook and learn about these foods. And, and when there's not just four things on your plate, you get to be creative. You get to be, uh, you know, you get to go, you get to go to the Oriental grocery store and go to the produce section or go to the bulk bins and say, wow, I've never tried that grain before. Uh, well, that's a different vegetable. That's a different fruit. And, and it is so much fun, especially if you've got kids, if I know, a ton of people who, when they go this way of eating, they're going to, they say, oh my gosh, what are we going to feed our kids? I just, I don't, I say, you take your kids and we love doing it for, for kids that, that we know and that, you know, that we'll either watch for a weekend, you know, we'll take them to the, you know, the grocery store and we'll take them to the bulk bins and we'll say, have you tried that? No. Would you want to? Yes. And, and we bring home 20 different, you know, little bags of different grains and whole, you know, legumes and we cook them up. And you get to try them, and, and kids kids love it. Adults love it, and uh, because most of us grew up, at least here in the states, eating again those four different uh, you know animal sources, and thinking that everything else was unhealthy. <laughs> you know, I'm getting fat because I'm eating too much rice. I need you know, or, or this and that, and it was the exact opposite. Where now it's saying, "Wow, I can eat all of these different things. It's going to be health promoting." And it's uh, and it's gonna be it's gonna be a great way for me to get involved cooking and uh, 
and getting my family involved as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. And I think that it's, it's so, I, I, I have two little boys and it's so fun. Well, they've never known anything but a plant-based diet. So they're like, they're, they're so much, they're so lucky. <laughs> but uh, yes. Yes, but it's fun to even, even for them, when you go to the Asian grocers and we find, you know, different eggplants they've never seen before or different this they've never seen before. And kids, they're so flexible and we're, they're not as stuck in their ways as what we are. But most, but I will say most parents believe that they are until you ask the kids or until you get them to try. Most parents say, oh, they'll never do that. Uh, but it doesn't take more than a week or two for kids to really get going. In Absolutely. It. I and that. a friend of mine, she said, oh, I hate mango. And her little girl was at our house and she said, Anya, if you're listening, I'm sorry, I'm talking about you. <laughs> And she said, we just get this idea that because we don't like it, because we've never tried it, that, that our kids will be the same. And her daughter tried the mango and she's like, oh gosh, you won't like that. Spit it out. <laughs> and um, and I'm like, don't let her try it before you tell her that she won't like it. She's only two. <laughs> let her taste some mango. But I, I think that we put, our, we put our own shit on our kids, let's face it. We put our own ideas about foods and eating and what kids will like and what they won't like on kids you know my son my son's well my eldest loves broccoli he always has but most mm-hmm. people think their kids will hate broccoli you know because i just have always thought well broccoli is this hideous monster of a vegetable but once you become whole food plant-based you tend to love broccoli like i do <laughs> yeah it's your taste buds change I totally you know, do. I, I think I totally do you know for someone who did not eat many vegetables or any vegetables growing up, or even right before being a whole food, you know, a whole food plant-based diet, uh, you know, growing up, vegetables, at least in the Midwest here in the United States, if you ask anybody, and and they'll joke about it now, someone who has maybe made the transition, you'll say, hey, what vegetables did you eat growing up? And they'll say, oh, corn, corn, right, which is a grain, <laughs> and maybe some peas, which is a legume. And so nobody, nobody's really eating eating vegetables, which is unfortunate. But uh, but that's kind of the the state of the matter. In you know, people are people love to hear good things about their bad habits, which I know Dr. McDougall likes to say, and and it's true. People people like to hear it. But it's uh, but I but I and I'm not so much worried about those people. The people that are stuck in their ways, that's fine. I just I just for me, I know me personally. I did not have one person that even was able to introduce this way of eating to myself. So even if when I have an, uh, a communication with someone or someone sees one of my videos, I don't. it doesn't necessarily have to change their life that minute. But I just want it to be able to you know, plant that seed where maybe in two years when something comes up, unfortunately, seriously with their health or, you know, they, they say, you know, I want to lose some weight. And then they realize, or they hear something about, they say, Hey, I heard about that before where it's at least, it's at least familiarizes it with it, where I know for me, I thought that a, someone eating a plant-based diet, a vegan diet was a, a skinny, long haired hippie who was, you know, running around hugging trees and and I know many people like that now that are great and they're they're awesome people, but I also know those aren't people that are going to bridge the gap uh, from where I came and the people the majority of people that are living in the first world, the, you know, in in a sick state where they're going to deal with a chronic disease in their lifetime, unfortunately, uh, and to the healthy, a whole food plant-based diet. And so I, I think there needs to be more people that are 
maybe not that have the background, but more people that are able to bridge that gap. I think you're a, a very good example of that. Someone who is, you know, you're able to have a conversation with someone and I, you're, you're not going to jump on them and get preachy or, you know, you're just going to, you know, we really just need to present in a, in a wonderful fashion of saying, you know, Hey, a whole food plant-based diet, it's really the only way that, that it's going to get across to say, Hey, a whole food plant-based diet, it's changed my family's life. And, you know, if you ever want to hear about it, I'd, I'd love to show you. And, and I'll mention this, you know, I get asked a lot is, you know, I've, I have been able to be a big part in helping change my parents, my sister, my wife, my wife's family, uh, my mother and father-in-law, and some of our closest friends into eating this way. And I always get asked to say, oh, did you, did you have them watch this video? Did you sit them down and make them watch one of those documentaries? Did you, did you force them to read a McDougal book or did you, you know, we draw yeah. great things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We draw great things. Don't get me wrong. But, but there's two things. I find that I talk to many, many people that have made similar transformations personally and uh, familiarly with their families and loved ones. And there's two things that always come up. And, and number one is you've got to love those people. It doesn't matter who it is. You're not going to change someone's life unless you truly care about them deeply. And I would tell you that the people that I've been able to help change their lives, I love those people uh, with my whole heart. I love, I, I, I love them. They, they, I care deeply about them. And, and for you to really change someone's life, you've got to love them. And number two is you've got to lead by example. And nobody is going to listen to you or me if we are walking around fat, sick, overweight, in and out of hospitals, dealing with chronic disease, but yet we say, hey, we eat a plant-based diet, so it's got to be healthier. No, if you're eating a whole food plant-based diet, number one, if you're eating a whole food plant-based diet, you are going to trim down. You are going to have more energy. You're going to reverse those chronic diseases. You're going to feel better. You're going to look better. You're going to be a great example for those people. Uh, but it also kind of puts you on notice to say, all right, if, if I slip up, you've, you've got to realize that. And, and, and you and me realize it, but I think those around us really need to realize it, that, that you might think that eating a whole food plant-based diet is just affecting you. It's just affecting you. It's it's, it's going to make me healthy. Oh, I'm going to, you know, if I forget about it, I'm just going to get fat. Um, but I want you to think about, listeners, I want you to think about those two or three people that you care about, that you that you love most in this world. These are people that you would jump in front of a bus to save. You have the ability, by what you choose to eat and put on your plate, you have the ability to save them from a life of chronic disease and illness and being in and out and hospital patients by just by what you eat, just by how you live your life, you have the influence to change their life, their kids' life, and their families' lives, showing them that a whole food plant-based diet can change their life. And, and so those are really the two things that I, I always want to get across is you've, you've, you, know, you want to change people around you. First of all, you got to change yourself. You've got to lead by example. You've got to be eating this way. You've got to show that, hey, this is this is helping me out, right? This this is really the way to be. And two, you got to love them, right? And and if you love someone, you're never gonna, you know, throw things at them. You're never gonna say you've got to do this or you know you you just you've just got to lead by example and you've got to truly care about them. And I found that personally with myself and my family and the ones, those people that I really care about. And I've seen it with numerous other people that if you do those two things and you give it a little bit of time, it's going to work out. And, uh, and, and, and you'll, you'll see, you will see the power that you have by just what you oh put on your plate. Oh my gosh. It's, there's such good points. And I already, I always ask my guests their three biggest tips. And so you've just given us your two biggest ones. Do you have a third? <laughs> 
Oh, my third tip. You know, I, I really, I, I think the more we can learn about this way of eating to be able to help others. I know for myself, I'm a, I, I consider myself, I try to be a lifelong learner. I love to read. I love to, uh, you know, if, if a new plant-based doctor puts a book out, you know, I, I'm, I'm jumping on it. I love reading it. Uh, but I think we should just, I think a good tip is to just be knowledgeable on it because when someone says, it doesn't really matter if someone questions your way of eating as long as you're eating the healthy whole food plant-based diet it's really not a <laughs> it's really not a big concern to them because you're you know you're 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 doing you you're eating a healthy diet uh, but the more you know the more you can rest assured that you are doing the right thing because there are some times that i know a lot of individuals can get frustrated they might not be losing weight and if you are learning more about it, you might realize that, hey, you know, some people going into this, maybe someone listening for the first time is thinking, man, I am not losing weight. I'm eating a whole food plant-based diet. It's extremely healthy. I have my healthy fats. I take my omega-3s. I put olive oil on everything. And oh, oh, wait a second. Maybe what Gabriel saying not to put oil on all my food and and there's a lot of people that say they eat a whole food plant-based diet that are frustrated that they're not losing weight, but they're still using oil. And uh, and that might be something that hopefully if you're listening to that and you're hearing this now, uh, oil is 100% fat over 200 calories per a couple tablespoons. It will do nothing but give you love handles. It will not help you lose weight, of course, but uh, it is not a part of a healthy whole food plant-based diet. But there are some people that that still have that belief. And so learning about why that is uh, is important. And the more we can learn, the better, because there are a lot of people, I find it very interesting. My wife always <laughs> gets, it just blows her mind that when people hear, you know, people will say, oh, do you want me to put some oil on, you know, if we're going to a friend's house, they know we eat a plant-based diet, but they want to put oil on a salad or they want to, you know, to just put oil on something to make it healthy. And we say, oh, no, 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 we don't, we don't eat oil. And they say, you don't eat oil, but it's healthy. It's fat, healthy oils. It's good fats. And, and the amount of people that actually get upset at you for choosing not to eat oil when all, when you're not saying anything about their lifestyle, you're not doing anything about them. It's just, Hey, we just don't do it. Um, and so, but knowing why is a good, is a good way to combat that and just say, Hey, you know what? It's, you know, if you look at even what's considered a healthy fat, it is a hundred percent fat and, and we just stay away from it. And, and we found that, you know, personally, I've lost a hundred pounds, uh, eating that way. And, and so that's, that's just, that's just one example, but I think really looking into it because you might hear from one of the plant-based doctors, I won't name any names who, you know, they might get into the nitty gritty and get super hyper-focused where they totally miss the forest for the tree, right? They, they focus on one tree and, and that doctor might be beneficial to someone, right? That, that person, maybe someone who's super thinks they're super health conscious where they're going to focus on every little bit. And, um, but then they might, you know, that might be unbeneficial, you know, non-beneficial to someone else where say they read another book. You know, I, I always recommend, uh, Dr. McDougall books. I, I cannot, I cannot recommend a plant-based doctor enough, someone who's, I know many have done a lot, but someone who has dedicated his life and someone who really is relatable to, uh, if you can't relate to Dr. McDougall, um, you probably didn't grow up in the standard American or Australian way or the, you know, the standard first world way, because he's just a very relatable person who, who has dealt with a lot and of individuals. And I think just adding on to Dr. McDougall, for me personally, I've read like Gabriel, I love a plant-based book and a plant-based doctor. And so I have lots, like possibly too many <laughs> in my house. 
I love them all, but Dr. McDougall, I agree with Gabriel in this, is the best thing about him is, you know, I've read all of them and there are so many that have all these different bits and pieces. It's super complicated. It makes it feel really complicated. It makes it feel overwhelming. Dr. McDougall just makes it seem so simple. Just eat rice and potatoes and you'll be right. <laughs> like, it's not that simple, but it's pretty simple, you know, just... Just cut out this, eat this, and you're done, and you're good to go. Whereas everything else just feels like it's overwhelming, whereas he just cuts through and says, here, this is it. It's a, it's a great way it's to start. It's a great way to start. And if you, if, you read one of, if you read one of his books, I'll just say The Healthiest Diet on the Planet is a great one of his. It's the most recent. Most of his books are the exact same thing, kind of repeated, which is fine because, you know, a whole food plant-based diet doesn't change. Um, but, but, yeah, I would uh, – I would I would definitely recommend something like that, and you can always go deeper. Uh, but you know, just one one more thing. I know I do get a lot of people that that ask because because weight loss is a big part of what I do, um, and it's a big it's very personal to me. Someone who's lost a hundred pounds, someone who's seen his family lose over two hundred fifty pounds, not myself included, into that, and to say that you know you you will lose weight on a whole food plant based diet. Some will lose it. Some will lose it quicker. Some will lose it slower. Uh, some will not lose any weight, but those are the people that are still not eating a whole food plant-based diet. Uh, but there are people that do get frustrated. And, and here's here's the deal. If you're someone who jumps in this early, who's a healthy individual, you are someone who's going to lose weight on a whole food plant-based diet much easier, much quicker. And that's just because your body is still at a at a pretty good state. It's been able to keep homeostasis. It's been able to stay at a uh, it's not optimal, but it's been able to keep up and try to stay at an optimal level. But say you're someone like a, you know, someone who I see a lot, a 40 year old lady, overweight, uh, PCOS, has multiple issues, maybe on the border of diabetes and extreme overweight, and and you get on a whole food plant based diet. Number one, you're probably going to see your numbers. You're probably going to see most of your chronic illness uh, dissipate. It's probably going to go away. Very, you know, the the numbers and the 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 immediate problems. You're going to see improvements in those, and I see that happen all the time. But I will say, I see a lot of those ladies. Unfortunately, it's ladies. A lot of men have a little bit easier time losing weight. But I see a lot of those ladies in that category where they have. They're able to, you know, help with a lot of their illness, get off medication, but the weight loss is very tough, and and that is very real for a lot of people, and I know it's real for some listeners, and so those are people, those are people that you know that I, I care very much about because those are that's my mother, that's that's you know that those are people that are very dear, near and dear to me, and so so a few things, you know, nothing too technical, Go nothing, for it. nothing crazy, but things that can really really help you. All right, number one, I will say is to start your meal, and maybe it's just lunch and dinner, but start those meals with a great non-starchy vegetable. I love starches. I recommend everybody eat starches, whole grains, legumes, but I will say that someone like myself who grew up eating you know, as a chronic overeater and as someone, if you're someone who's having a little trouble losing weight – Adding in those non-starchy vegetables, a salad with a great oil-free dressing, maybe having some, you know, some bell peppers or you know, just something that's going to add in some fiber. Really, we want to get that fiber in your stomach first, and then we're going to move on to a rice-based a rice -based meal, some quinoa, sweet potatoes. And if we're able to do that, we're going to reach a point of satiety a little bit quicker, and uh, you're not going to feel hungry 
quicker, right? And you're going to uh, just get filled up a little easier. I know for myself, a great tip for me had been uh, adding in a little bit of celery, just a few pieces of celery before I have my oatmeal. And as I was losing weight, I noticed that breakfast was a meal where I overate the most at. I was chronically overeating at breakfast where you know, oatmeal is a great thing. And I recommend people have it for breakfast every single day, as do many doctors. But I found myself having three or four bowls of oatmeal with fruit on top in the morning just because it took me so long to reach a point of satiety. Uh, whereas if I went ahead and just had three or four little stalks of celery, you know, the you know you just pull them off, three pieces of celery or four pieces of celery, I was able to have that. And then magically I was full after one bowl of oatmeal. I had all the calories. I had all the nutrients I needed. I just had that fiber that helped fill me up. And I've noticed that that's really helped a lot of people. It's really easy just to add in that five, six, seven, eight ounce salad before lunch and before dinner where you're able to fill up on those great leafy greens or those non-starchy vegetables. And then you add in the, you know, the starches and the high carbohydrates and, uh, and I just have found that to be very helpful because I know it can be very frustrating when someone is because I know people are doing you know people do it and and people always say oh everybody's different no we're we are very similar in our makeup but some of us have just destroyed our bodies by the choices we've made much worse than some others which makes this change and this transformation and weight loss specifically because most of the bio uh, you know, most of the internal functions of your body, as soon as you give them an avenue to go back to functioning normally, they will, right? We see type two diabetes just go away like that all the time on a whole food plant-based diet. And I'm sure you do all, you see it all the time. Uh, but we look at weight and you're, you know, it's just for some people, it is a lot harder. So, so I would really recommend those things like adding in a little bit, you know, adding in those non-starchy vegetables before a meal. You don't eat just that. I know people will hear that and they'll think, oh, I just got to eat a salad now and nothing else. No, no, no. You're going to eat, you're going to eat a salad and then you're going to have a rice and bean burrito or a quinoa or sweet potatoes, you know, whatever. You're going to have some broccoli and then some sweet potatoes or some salad and some rice and beans or burritos. And then as well as I would, I would recommend this, I would say a lot of people get in on this, especially that same demographic. They want to jump in the gym and, and my background a little bit. I've also, I've done a little bit, um, in, you know, higher athletics. I've, I've been there. But I see a lot of people in that similar demographic that are frustrated, not able to lose weight, and they jump in the gym and they overtrain. And and the number one thing that happens if you get in the gym and overtrain is you're going to come home and you're going to overeat. And you're you again, you're never going to be able to outwork your mouth. And so I would recommend I all you know exercising is great, and I think most doctors would recommend that you exercise. But if you are someone trying to lose weight. One of the worst things you can do is go to the gym and run on a treadmill for two hours because you're going to come home. You might have burned maybe 600 calories and you're probably going to come home and eat another 2000 because you're so hungry. And so I would, you know, I'd recommend light exercising, maybe 30 to 40 minutes a day. You know, you don't have to run. Maybe just a nice walk. We're talking about light exercising, getting you moving. We're not worried about purely the calories that you're – we're just worried about you moving, getting things going. And if you do that over time, you make sure that you're eating the right foods, a whole food plant-based diet. You add in some of those non-starchy vegetables at the start. Even if you're the person that has the toughest bit of weight that you've never been able to lose, you will see improvements in your weight. Uh, and it may come a little bit slower than others. Again, don't get frustrated. I know for my mother, it can it got frustrating because my dad 
I started feeding him rice and bean burritos and you know it was just like boom the weight came off oatmeal in the morning my husband is the same me and my husband because I was so sick you know I had multiple sclerosis fibromyalgia I was a hundred over a hundred kilo we have kilos here you know I was just candida and all this stuff and he he adopted he just he just went fully vegan whole food plant-based this gen this this year's his first full year but at, we were awesome. at home whole food plant-based for yeah, yeah. for many for my, my son's whole life so anyway a long time but out when he when he was out he'd eat whatever he wanted and his weight this year has just been melting or melting away. And for me, my weight's been, I lost, you know, I lost over 35 kilos altogether, which I don't know how much that is in pounds. 35, it's over 75 pounds. Yeah. And then I gained a little bit back after I had my second baby. I just ate too many dates with peanut butter, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> it was still a whole food plant-based, but it was just too high in fat. I just increased the fats yeah, yeah. to f- avocado and peanut butter by too much. <laughs> but um, he's just, it's just melting off him. And I always think it's so easy for him. Anytime we've ever done anything, he just finds it effortless to melt those, those kilos off. But for me, it's been the slowest part has been the weight loss. So I love hearing you, what you're talking about. Because I think that so many women can relate. Our husbands are always... The ones that just drop it like this, and we—I guess that they're—it's—it's it's a muscle thing, isn't it? You're—you're the expert, not me. Uh, most most men will carry a little bit more muscle than ladies. Now, that's not—that's a generalization. I understand there are some ladies that carry much more muscle, um, but just a, a larger frame, you're probably going to carry a little bit more muscle. Uh, testosterone has a role to play in that. Men's testosterone helps them as they're—you know—as you're eating. It turns out that. As a man, if you're eating a healthy diet and, you know, going back to a whole food plant-based diet from a lifestyle of this, uh, your body wants you to get to a fit state where you can go out and find food and, you know, <laughs> take care of your family. Uh, where ladies, it's uh, it's almost a survival where you're going to, your body wants to keep the weight, which is so unfortunate. And I know it's it's very frustrating. And and again, I and, and I'll say this to those husbands that might be listening to this or those ladies with the husbands. You know the 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 easiest thing you can do is in the in the you know the way that's going to help the weight come off of your 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 better half your spouse your loved one is to be supportive with it because because there's a lot of men that you know what they they don't even realize it but there's men out there that probably that are going to get on a whole food plant based diet that do every day that their wives are trying to lose weight and this goes both ways but. But uh, say a lady is going on a whole food plant-based diet and her husband is just not even eating a whole food plant-based diet. But at home, his wife is cooking that way and he goes down two or three belt sizes in a couple months just because she's not cooking with oil or just because she's not cooking animal products anymore. And, and so, yes, it is it is, it is is unfortunate <laughs> for some that it does take a little bit more time. And I will say I do not – I was not blessed where I was just able to – because a lot of uh, a lot of times we see active people. If you're someone who's active already, getting on a whole food plant based diet is going to just it's not only going to help you become more active because you're going to feel better, but you're probably going to be able to lose the weight a little quicker because you already have that level of activity or that endurance where you're able to maybe not even add any more on, but instead of just maintaining, where now you're going on a if you go to a whole whole food a low fat plant based diet where your body's going to lose that fat if you're trying to lose weight. Uh, but for me, again, I was I was sitting down, I was on the couch, I was 
unable to do anything. So I was in the, the category of most where it was it was all about what I was putting in and my mouth. And I think mouth. it's so important what you're saying about that because lots of people think it is, like you say, it is exercise and it's just not. I think it's like 80% diet and 20% exercise. I don't know who said that, but I've read that numerous times and now I think it's gospel. Oh, I, would, I, would say, <laughs> I, I would say it could, it could very ser- you know, seriously be 95% diet and 5% exercise if you're trying to lose weight, right? We want to be I want everybody to exercise in a in the right capacity. I don't want anybody to hear this who's overweight, who has heart issues, to go out and jump on a treadmill. That is the last thing I want you to do. Uh, but if you do get to a point where you're healthy, I want you to be active. Everybody should be active um, because we see in the blue zones, we see in life po- populations of the longest lived individuals, they are active. They are eating a plant-centered diet, uh, but it is because of the plant-centered diet. It is not because they live an active lifestyle. It may add some years to their life and help prevent some of the chronic illness, but the majority is due, the you know, the major majority is due to what they're choosing to put on their plate three times a day, and that is the exact case with you and me and our listeners uh, today is that the number one choice you – you know, really to put it – to put it – not to not to sound extreme, but the number one thing that you can do to help save your life, to help save your kids, your parents, your family, the people you care about, to help save our planet, the place that we live and breathe, the number one thing you can do, and the number way number one way that you can you can make a difference is by what you put on your plate three times a day, and that is that is might seem, you know, it might seem huge to some people, but I want people to realize what a power that is. You have so much power by what you choose to put on your plate every single day. It not only affects you, but it affects every single person around you. Every single I person. I love that. I love that. I, I, for me, that gives me such a great feeling. I love that. And I think for a lot of people, when we, especially in today's world, where there's lots of bleak information coming in in the media that gives me hope and I I feel much more empowered and strong because of knowing how how it feels to me the simplest laziest form of activism you know I mean this environmentalism you know I feel like wow just eating a plant-based a whole food plant-based diet has such a ripple effect on you know healthcare costs on you know on on sick care in our country and in in in, the, in you know the US Australia UK most countries where they eat the way that we're eating the standard diet of meat animal products all those things and, and and the impact on the oceans and on dead zones and on the climate and on all these on all these things i just think wow such a small thing for me to do it it feels effortless to me now and i'm not saying it will feel effortless to everyone because i'm well, it's been 14 years of this journey for me. So if you're just starting day one, this is your first introduction to a whole food plant-based diet, I'm not, I'm not saying you're going to be simple straight off the, off the bat. But I mean, it feels, it's, it's second nature to me and my family now. And for me, it just feels so, I feel lucky that it is in, in, our, ha- in our hands to make such a simple change. Yeah, it's... It's incredible to think of the the power that we hold. You know, we we grew up in the Western world where we're ravaged by sickness, we're ravaged by chronic illness, by sick care, by you know lives and and retirement years being dominated by going in and out of a hospital. Just 
just to keep someone uh, not not even keeping them alive, but keeping them from dying. Right. Most people are living their golden years, uh, not living, but they're just hoping not to die where we have the choice. Uh, we have the choice to give our kids. We have the choice to give ourselves. We have the choice to give our grown parents uh, the the choice to say, hey, that does not have to be the outlook. You could you can live a life of of free of sickness. You can live a life where, um, you know, bad things are going to happen, but you'll know that your choices are not contributing to them. Um, and, and that's on a global and a personal level. Yes. Thank you so much, Gabriel, for coming on. Is there anything else that you'd like to add before we hang out? Because I don't want to take up too much of your time. I know it's late, over, it's late where you are and it's not that late here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would I would just like to say, you know, everybody can can make a huge difference in their lives and 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 I would love to help out and, and I I post recipe yes, videos. Yes, tell us all, sorry, daily. I missed this. Tell us all about where they can find you. I was going to put it in my show notes, but my brain, I'm everyone, I'm still recovering from surgery. I'm not switched on. Definitely Gabriel, tell us everywhere we can find you. Go. So, so you can find me on Facebook at the plant-based Gabriel uh, if you just type in plant-based Gabriel on the search bar, you're going to find my YouTube, which is plant-based Gabriel. You'll find my Facebook. I'm on Instagram at plant-based Gabriel. I have a website, plantbasedgabriel.com. And, and really my goal again is, is I am, I, I feel a very strong conviction that, that with a whole food plant-based diet, we can, we can change our personal health, 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 but yes, most of us have personal health, uh, but, but we can change into personal health. Uh, that will be uh, a very big, make a big difference in our lives and those around us and, and really, really help change our planet. And, uh, and so you can, you can find those recipe videos. And again, the recipes that I do, they're not anything crazy. They are, I try to make them simple, easy to make and delicious while still being healthy, whole food, plant-based recipes. And so you can find those recipes again on my website, on Facebook. And, and most of the time I go through that recipe I'm fairly you. certain that you made one of my favorite recipes recently. I'm fairly certain you made peanut butter and chocolate and ice cream on your... I did, yes. And I, we can't yes. get PB2 here in this... So I had... Okay. I, 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 as I've been making it with peanut butter, which is probably why... <laughs> like, it's my every now and again got PMS... You know, treat treat yourself. Uh -huh. And then I saw that and I'm like, stuff it. I'm going to order it online. So I ordered four jars of it and I got I got it in the mail <laughs> after watching your video. Yes, so I, peanut butter and chocolate ice cream. I, it's amazing. I have I have a lot of people that that message me today. I had multiple people message me, uh, send me an email, contact me that said, you're telling me I can lose weight and still eat something sweet after my dinner? And I say, of course you can. There is thousands of different fruit-based meals that we can have, you know, and, and a lot of people don't realize that fruit is a very healthy food, right? It's, it's mostly fiber and water. It is something that you crave because it's sweet, it's delicious. Um, and you can find many of those recipes, right? The whole recipes are found at my website. Uh, again, I'm on YouTube, but Check really, it out, I just, everyone go look I, and make the ice cream, eat the ice cream. <laughs> I really, I, I really hope everybody does. And, and again, I just want to say thank you so much for having me on. And and if anybody has any specific questions, right? Ideal. I have, I get a lot of questions about weight loss, and I love answering them because it's very personal to me. Anything about personal health, as in um, exercising, because I 
I, I, I not only am, uh, am someone who can help guide in, in the exercises to do, but most importantly as someone who's, who's dealt with very personally and very real in the wrong exercises and the wrong hands um, and, and how they can hurt someone, uh, i.e. breaking backs, um, I, I would hope to be able to steer someone in the right direction. So I just, you know, I, I just really thank you so much for having me on. I, I love talking about a whole food plant-based diet. It seriously has not only changed my life, but most importantly, it's changed the mo- the people that I love the most around me. And, uh, and I really, really hope that it can do the same for you and for your listeners and for, for anybody who is, who is looking at this way of eating uh, for changing their lives. Thanks again, Gabe. It was so nice talking to you. I will be putting up all of your stuff on the show notes for everyone who's listening. So if you've missed it when he's talking, when he's just mentioned it just now, check out the show notes and you'll find out all of the links there. You'll be able to find his YouTube channel and all those things so you can keep following Gabriel and eating all his amazing stuff and learning more from Gabriel on his own journey. Thank you so much, Gabriel, for coming on the show. Thank you all so much for listening. If you haven't yet made the switch from the When Life Gives You Lemons Go Vegan Facebook page. I'm now only posting on the Corinne Nidja Facebook page. So if you want to get all the information about latest episodes, guests on the show, that kind of stuff, um, you'll have to go over and like the Corinne Nidja Facebook page. That's C-O-R-I-N-N-E and Nidja, N-I-J-J-E-R. Over at Facebook, obviously, it's the same on Instagram as well. And I post the episodes there as well. And you can also do me a huge favor and subscribe, like, review, (laughs) leave a kind review or a five-star rating over at Apple Podcasts on social media. Every single bit of support as far as liking and commenting, tagging, sharing the episodes all helps more people to hear about these incredible stories like Gabriel's and potentially, you know, transform their own health. So it means so much to me for everyone who has already liked my page on Facebook or on Instagram or Twitter or who has commented on the show notes or sent me a private message or reached out to me in any way, doing it, leaving a beautiful review over at Apple Podcasts, which is iTunes, if you don't know that it's made that name change, Stitcher app, all those places. All of your support means so much to me because it means that these stories get to more people and people who need them the most hopefully will eventually get inspired by these stories and hopefully transition to a whole food plant-based diet. So thank you so much and thanks again for listening. See you next week. Actually, no, yeah, I'll see you on Monday, but there's two episodes a week from now on. So I'll see you on Monday slash Tuesday and Thursday slash Friday. Okay. See you all. Bye.